What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast, looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map today, joined by special guest Lauren Accardi of NaturePay. How are you doing today, Lauren? Hi, feeling good. Thanks so much for having me. How's everyone yeah, out there? Excited to have you on here. I know you're in Las Vegas right now, where I will be joining you and the rest of the NaturePay team uh this weekend at, at mj bizcon or or what i like to call weed week because it's turned into a whole week-long fiasco these days um and then we also both a part of the hush house after party on thursday um so we'll all get to parlay in person man what how did you just get to vegas today or how long you been out there we did we just arrived this morning uh, we took a very early flight in uh to kind of be able to you know prepare for our guests that were coming uh we decided to opt for an airbnb this time uh for the convention so you know just kind of had some some really nice time to prepare for our house uh so we'll be entertaining the week and and then of course co-sponsoring the event with hush house later in the week so really looking forward to seeing everyone you got you got that uh, you got that advantage of being able to get there early, being on the other side of the map. That that central time, man. You you can you can leave a couple hours before we quite wake up out here. Yeah. Um, we got a couple of showers, and in you know the the airport was like no traffic, which was great. Um, we kind of just breezed right through security, which was um, kind of you know that's always a task in and of itself when you're traveling so yeah coming early sometimes has its perks even though you you got to wake up early in the morning absolutely absolutely and so before we get too deep i kick off every episode with our guest origin story with the plant uh the plant being cannabis here so whether that's personal professional a little bit of both whatever you choose to be you know vulnerable and sharing um just curious kind of your origin story lauren with, with the with the cannabis plant yeah, so uh, for me personally, I you know I had a lifestyle change about a decade ago where I kind of um, I decided to you know do more of a holistic approach to my to health and alternative healings. Um, so took a more plant based uh, approach to my lifestyle. With that, you know I just uh, started using more cannabis uh, for healing purposes. So that's kind of been a progressive thing over the last decade. Uh, and then recently, um, about 2019, I, I got introduced to the Nature Pay um, Executive uh, Vice President Justin Cummings, and and kind of joined the team. And so, um, professionally, that's been my um, experience. You know, in, in addition to the personal, you know, that kind of came prior to that. Uh, so it's really cool to be, be working in the space now. Um, as a medical user here in Illinois, I do live in Illinois, and then um, you know professionally working in it as well. Absolutely, I mean that's the the unique thing about cannabis is the industry is really just being built, you know, right in front of our eyes. And what you know, ten years ago, whether you were passionate about the plant, involved with commerce plant, just a consumer, there was no dream job. <laughs> There was no jobs in general around cannabis, right? And now, um, now the industry is exploding. We just obviously saw two states go, you know, vote pro recreational cannabis on the midterm ballots here in Maryland and Missouri. I always said the conversation for legal cannabis continues to get bigger as more states come to that conversation and elevate from medical to the the adult use markets as well. 
Um, and alongside that, right, there's ancillary businesses. It's not just cultivating the plant. It's not just sales of the plant. There are many ancillary businesses that are involved with the process of cultivating this plant, uh, manufacturing the products that come from it. And then obviously commerce of the transportation and the commerce of that at a, at a retail and delivery storefront. And so at Nature Pay, you guys, you know, dabble in the financial aspects of this, which is obviously important for any business. Cash flow is the isoline for the engine. But it's also a highly regulated industry um, who has been no stranger to plenty of red tape and obstacles when it comes to um, just moving money around on this thing that is legal state by state and federally illegal. It creates all sorts of fun complications. Um, I use fun very uh, sarcastically as a <laughs> verb there. Um, what what is what is the root of, of nature based? So I know you guys work on on uh banking and then there's also the payment processing side is the, are those the two facets you guys have more than that and then when nature pay started so this is a two-prong question actually when nature pay started was it more focused on one side or the other thank you uh so nature pay um you know founded by jim lang uh in 2015 he's the president and founder and then uh justin cummings uh the vice president um his partner um, they, you know, come from merchant services world. So them combined um, come from the traditional merchant services world. Uh, combined have over 30 years experience, um, and then joining, um, you know, the cannabis space in 2015 um, as merchant services and payment processing. Uh, you know, they've seen a lot of things change. You know, as as uh, of course this world does. And so now, you know, they're really focused on compliance and convenience for um, for our merchants, you know, and which is specifically cannabis um, dispensaries and delivery nationwide. Um, so, you know, we're working in all legal states nationwide. And so, you know, banking, um, we we have. Um, a sponsor bank and a processor that's party to all of our transactions. So we do work directly with a sponsor bank. Um, and so that's kind of a key component in what makes us compliant through and through. And what was it like? Like, are you guys working, you're working with one main primary, like sponsor banks that you said to help all the transactions to make sure it's compliant and ran through kind of a stable partner? Right. Um, it's important, you know, because they have to follow you know the state and um you know it's it has to be you know legitimately you know and fully transparent when you're doing cannabis transactions right because it's a plant touching business mm -hmm. so um you know it's important that you know they follow the state and local guidelines um to comply with fincen uh you know the aml the bsa uh, these things are important and, you know, crossing uh, all of your T's and dotting your I's, this is, this is how you can keep in line with compliance and, and making it uh, the correct way to do, you know, payment processing and banking moving forward. We really want to try to create like a future forward uh, payment processing system, you know, working with a top-notch integration right now with a top-notch POS and, um, you know, um, future forward tech is, is really where it's where it's going absolutely and 
you know, when it comes to, you know, payment processing in the cannabis space, right? Like this is a, you know, traditionally they say it's an all cash business, but there obviously are uh, solutions to go, you know, use plastic and use not, you know, not stray away from cash and have it more of a traditional consumer experience at retail. Um, mm -hmm. What is your guys's, um, you know, the, the pin debit system? What is What does that look like for you guys? Is it just run very similar or straight? forward to your average system is there a workaround in that that kind of is you know kind of unique because of the cannabis aspect or what's that look like on your guys's end mm -hmm. thank you uh so pin debit is it's it's a true pin debit solution meaning that when the merchant when the customer actually puts their chip into the chip, the, the reader they have to enter their pin number and their the, the merchant then has the ability to swipe the transaction directly to the penny so there is no workaround in the sense that there's a roundup or a cash back because it's it's an actual uh, transaction, you know, running on the debit rails versus a transaction run on a cashless ATM. So uh, we are working on a true pin debit solution. Um, and so the real difference here is compliance, right? Because it's compliant. We're swiping right to the penny. Um, we're following all of the right ways to do things. And then second, it's it's also about convenience, right? So the customer wants to be able to to um, shop for cannabis the same way that they shop for groceries or going anywhere. And um, we're so used to using our debit cards, we, we want to be able to use it normally, just like we would anywhere else. So when there's a weird kind of workaround or having to do something extra, three different steps, um, the consumer gets a little apprehensive. Right. And so to be able to bring um, normalcy to, you know, cannabis shopping experience is awesome. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a shopper, I'm a consumer. So I still go out to the dispensaries, you know, and I, I have a medical card in Illinois. And um, a lot of times I still have, they still have to do the roundup and the change back for me because I didn't bring cash or I don't want to use the ATM or whatever the case is so um future forward payments like i said is going to give the ability to swipe right to the penny and i think that's you know a really great place to be right now and that's and my understanding with like you know the the not right to the penny and the compliance factor and you can correct me if i'm wrong is like it's doing that to basically make the pin debit a lot of those solutions not to shit on anyone's solution but it's it's making that solution look more like an atm transaction and that's kind of how they're they're making things go around compliance um, and and so with you guys like what is it is it through kind of the the system that you guys have set up through the bank or um if you can kind of just bring what what makes it compliant to be able to run to the penny whereas obviously other solutions are, are not running that that route mm -hmm, sure so you know the the merchant does have to go through a full underwriting process um you know and it's pretty it's pretty thick it's not just you know hey let's sign up for you know a transaction machine here or hey let's get some you know atms in here it's not the simplest application it does go through a very rigorous underwriting process um, you also have to be banking with a, you know, compliant banking institution. So, you know, um, 
there are, you know, there's a couple of things that, you know, have to happen in order for you to actually, you know, comply with the, the rules, you know, in order to get um, an actual merchant identification number, you know, so we, we underwrite so that the merchant is authorized amid. Um, this is, you know, an important step in compliance, right? So if you are out there and you're, you know, you're at a dispensary and they're doing the roundup and the change back, that merchant was not actually underwritten as a mm. plant type business. Um, so they were never authorized amid. And so that is, that's also the difference too, right? We're, we're making sure that our merchants are completely compliant through the application process. And, you know, we have to follow all these, all these rules too. So. And that's what the thing with, when it comes to compliance, right? Like a lot of people in this industry, I mean, license holders know when it comes to compliance, you know, if you're the license holder, a lot of that liability falls back on you. So it's important to make sure those T's are crossed and those I's are dotted on the compliance factor, because it's not, it's likely not. I mean, maybe, maybe it would be the payment processor getting slapped with some some fines or whatever. But also that that license holder is going to have to deal with that if 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 things are not set up correct. Um, and for you guys, right? Like being based in Chicago, I know we spoke about this on the phone a little bit. Um, but I mean, based in Chicago, you know, we call it the land of the MSO, right? Like a lot of the big businesses are are, are headquartered there. A lot of big cannabis, if you will, is kind of that, that's that's the the birthplace of it, if you will. Um, what is your guys' current client roster looking like, you know, versus is it large scale MSOs? Is it kind of smaller in-state chains? Is it single store mom and pops? Is it a mix of kind of all three? What, what, what does that look like for you guys? Sure. Uh, so, you know, NaturePay has been in the market since 2015. So they do have a very uh, blended portfolio, I would say, uh, you know, ranging from a one-offs, uh, smaller mom and pops to, you know, couple, you know, maybe a, a smaller chain and a larger uh, MSOs. So um, we are working with some of the bigger brands currently. Uh, so that's very exciting and getting into some of the markets that, um, you know, have been tough to get into. And, and then locally here at home, you know, we're doing our best to, really hit the the newer licensees that are kind of coming up and and getting into this new fresh market and so we're just doing our best to try to meet some of these new faces um, to to be supportive with you know some of these new new businesses that are going to come up um, and yeah always looking to you know brush shoulders and have conversations with some of these larger MSOs because let's face it, at the end of the day, uh, future forward payments is obviously gonna be swiping to the penny. So we're gonna hopefully be talking one day, right? So we'd love to talk uh, sooner, you know, rather than later, uh, hint, hint. <laughs> but yeah, it, Illinois is um, Illinois is a beast. So um, doing our best. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a different market out there. You know, someone that came from the West coast, I, I live in Washington, second, second state, uh, to have recreational cannabis to then, you know, I just was in Chicago for the first time checking out the scene, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's just a, just a different world, man. Seeing, seeing, seeing where we came from and, and where some of these other markets are, are taking it. And, you know, even just looking at that, like Washington is, 
there's no MSOs out here or none of the big MSOs are, are, are out here. It's a lot of um, small market mom and pop, but even the chains, even like the biggest retail chains in Washington are kind of still in, in state chains. And there's those unique, you know, unique obstacles to any business of upgrading their systems, right? Whether it's small, like low on bandwidth, you know, financial commitments, or you get up to the bigger multi-state operators, then it's a whole regulatory mess of how do we implement something that's going to be compliant across everything. So what are, what are some of those? I'll, I'll break into that in a second. But one of the questions I have is um, what for you guys, like working with you guys, what's usually kind of that lead time and bandwidth back on a, on account, whether it's a retail or dispensary, how, how hands-on or what's the time commitment that they have to put in to get up and running? And what's that lead time go from when they first inquire with you guys to when they can start accepting payments? So to be honest with you, it varies. It, sure. it really depends on uh, um, probably the, the ability for the person who's manning it to, to round everything up and get it sent mm -hmm. over us in a full package so usually you know from the time we do the demo um i have literally seen it where we we've done a phone call on a demo we, we closed it on the first call and we got the package sent to us later that night so um we were boarding it the very next day and um with like maybe one you know one back and forth before we were able to send it to underwriting and then we had it back and it was done in seven days and then by the time the whole thing went out and terminals were there, I think it was like 12 days. Hmm. That's like the fastest I've ever seen it done. And that's a very unique situation, right? But I've also seen it where, you know, it's, it takes a little bit longer because, um, you know, that manager at the store has to gather a lot of documents, uh, right? Because we go through a very full underwriting process. So there's typically, a, you know, 20 plus pages attached to a full, you know, application package with us. And then, you know, sometimes that could take a couple of days if she has to get in touch with several owners. So, um, you know, that could take a week, that could take two weeks. I've seen people have it takes a month you know, and it's because they're coordinating between three different people that are mm -hmm. all owners of that space. So um, I've seen it go out, you know, four to six weeks, you know, and I've, I've seen the process, the sales process go out six months too. So it really varies on the, the, the need of that location. And then also how quickly they're able to have those conversations internally with the people who are really making the decisions, the upper level management, executives, and then ownership. Yeah, yeah, and that's something, I mean, uh, the realm that I work in outside of content creation or, or, or you know, podcast media is marketing agency, and that's one of the slowest things for us onboarding new clients is like, how can we get all the information, all the stakeholders <laughs> together? And, and I don't know if that's just cannabis, it might be small businesses in general, getting every all that information together, all the decision makers on the same page in a timely manner. Uh, it's it's really, it's, it's up to them. Um, for, for, the, for those multi-state operating clients, you know, people that are operating in different, different states, that have obviously different regulations and potentially different, you know, processes that are be due to those regulations. Does that kind of create a longer lead time for you guys? Or since you guys are more just at the payment side, it's a little bit more streamlined and that that aspect doesn't necessarily vary state to state as much. 
Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I would think that it really doesn't, you know, it really, like I said, yes and no, it depends. If, if the, if they have banking already, um, it, it won't really matter. We'll just kind of go through the process. Right. But some, some people actually need banking. So then we need to help them, you know, get in touch with a compliant banking institution. And then, you know, that process can take a little bit of time. So, um, it can vary state to state, and it, it really just depends on sometimes availability uh, for compliant banking. And what what are some of the biggest issues you have have you guys have seen when someone wants to onboard with you guys, and you take a look at their 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 current banking infrastructure? What are some uh, problems that seem to reoccur? Some big problems out there that people are making in the in the cannabis space within the banking realm. Uh Probably that they, I don't think they realize that there are a lot of compliant cannabis banks out there. Um, and so I think they just end up at, like, I hate to say it, but a traditional bank, mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're, they're paying maybe absorbent fees or they can't do one thing or the other, or, you know, they've got to maybe do one, two or three different steps before they're able to actually do what they want to do. Uh, they have to do workarounds, you know, I mean, it really, yeah, there's, you really just need to get on a compliant, you know, cannabis banking trail uh, so that you can just, you know, stay compliant through and through from beginning to end. <laughs> are, are you still seeing people bank with traditional banks and they're not being 100% honest with the bank, <laughs> what their business is? Uh, I mean, it's definitely happening. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, I think the banks know, but I, sure. I don't know, you know, that's, that's hard to say. Um, yeah, I think, well, and I also only have, you know, like three years experience working and talking with the banks. So I, I think probably yes, you know, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. I'm not a plant touching business myself, but I work with plant touching businesses. And so there's certain things I do that I know my friends that touch plants don't do, but I know we could be held liable for. And I, mm -hmm. I, I've heard this. I mean, stories. for the most part, I think most people are trying to do things the right way. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's just, it's still getting there. You know, there's a whole lot of things that still, you know, need to happen. And I think right now, um, taking the steps to get there is really something we can be thankful for and happy about. Um, so to see the progress happening is really, um, you know, just a great step forward. And then for you guys, is there an ideal like kind of client fit that fits your guys' services or because it's obviously the banking side payment processing, there's kind of any anyone in the space? Well, I mean, our bread and butter is cannabis dispensaries and delivery. Right. So we want to be able to talk to the business owners, the people who actually, you know, have, you know, put their blood, sweat and tears and opening up their shop. That's who we want to talk to. And, and it is a lot of times it is, you know, um, a one off and a mom and pop and maybe a couple, two, three. And they're local and they're small. And that's who we want to help. Honestly, it's um, that. And of course, we want to work with the big episodes. But, you know, there is a huge market um, in kind of like that that middle ground and and they need they need compliant payment processing as well so 
that's where that's where we call you know i call all over the nation on different days and different times of the day just to kind of mix things up and and i really do like you know calling and 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 just going directly to you know trying to get the owner on the phone because sometimes you only got 30 seconds to tell them like hey this is what's going on right now we just want to try to educate you know upper level management and ownership that this is what compliance looks like let me just send you some information you know um it's as simple as that really because things like i said things are changing so it's it's about educating the change out you know to everybody and then with that too you know obviously respect my region we take a view at things region based you know we we always say local but local could be anywhere we just look at at things from a geolocal perspective so just out of curiosity do you feel like there's any region or market that is more receptive or less receptive to talking about payment processing and banking? Like are certain areas more thirsty for this information and are, and, or are certain areas a little bit more like, nah, we've already got this stuff figured out. Um, it's a mixed bag. Uh, I would say, you know, the, the, I, I, California is really hot right now. Um, so you know that's they're they're pretty receptive uh, currently, but um, I would say also the coasts actually are, are pretty receptive right now because um, I think there's a lot of big things happening along. Uh, there's always big things happening on the coast, but um, that kind of seems to be where I've seen and heard the most um, positive feedback if you will, um, though people are talking, you know, in and around the country, you know, and so that's great too, because at least we're getting feedback, right? And people are, they're willing to talk about it, even if they're not quite ready to make the change. Mm -hmm. And then for making that change, do you feel like the reasons are like businesses are trying to continue to scale? like whether they're scaling and want to scale further, unhappy with where they're at and they're looking to add, you know, payment processing scale, or they feel, you feel like they feel the pressure from competition of like competitors offering services that they're not happening. Do you feel like it's, it can be obviously, again, I know it varies like the reasoning or the, you know, the lead source. Right. But just kind of curious what, what some of those main pain points you feel like people in the market are feeling in real time. Definitely a competitive nature, for sure. Um, so many markets are saturated. And so, you know, you might have a dispensary literally down the block from you. And if they're taking cards and you're not, you might fall short, honestly. Because, like I said, consumers want to be able to normalize their shopping experience. And everybody uses debit cards. It's just it is what it is these days. So, um Though cash is always king, right? Um, digital payments is, is the way forward. So, you know, there's less cash handling too when you go digital. So, you know, the dispensary owner also has to pay for those armored car services and then, you know, the deposits in the cash and you have to pay a percentage on your cash. So either way you're paying a fee, right? And digital is really the way forward i mean you get on digital and within 60 days your average ticket is going to be about 30 to 40 percent higher yeah and i like that you mentioned that because there is in this industry you know that cash deposits get taxed so a lot of times people prefer cat you know in certain industries prefer cash outside of electric because there is no fees but like you mentioned there's you still gotta pick it up then yeah. you still 
put it somewhere. So, I mean, it's still getting charged somewhere down the road. Uh, yeah, there there is no such thing as no fees in cannabis to the right. cannabis operator. There is no such thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but no, I like what you mentioned too, of seeing, cause that's something that we've seen, like the higher tickets. I haven't necessarily looked at the data from your guys' perspective, like a payment processing, but what we see from a marketing side is that there's a higher basket size when people place online orders, um, simply due to the fact that if you're tradition, you know, the stereotypical, I'm in a, in a dispensary, you know, they don't have payment processing. I'm going to pick out what I want. I mean, or I'm probably gonna hit the ATM. And I'm going to have my cash set and right. I'm going to pick out what I want. And then if you're like, oh, upsell or daily special that I didn't think about when I pulled my cash out, I'm not going to go pay another $3 ATM fee on top of the one I already paid to pull out more. Right. Whereas if you're shopping online or you're able to pay debit, you're not as fixed to this is how much I'm going to spend. And it's not about milking customers into more that they want, but it's also no. part of you go no. to the store and you're like, oh, shit these edibles are tools, such a good deal. I can add that and, and, and it's get value, right? I'm going to buy in bulk for some sort of value, whether it is price value or intrinsic value, whatever it is. Right. So you're not as set having that payment option definitely increases cart size. I mean, I've, I've seen it from the marketing standpoint, it increases cart size. Do you, do you have a figure? I don't know. We had one in our deck and I know it's outdated and I tried to look at a new one and I saw different figures everywhere. Do you know off the top of your head, a, what what the what the cart increase is usually with with debit versus cash? Um, usually thirty to forty percent. Okay, that's, that's typically the average. After you know, once the dispensary owner uh, you know starts taking debit cards, usually within about sixty days, we'll be able to see you know the average ticket go up between thirty to forty percent. So, and that's you know versus cash. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm curious. I, I I need to update. I have a little graphic I've been trying to update, but I keep I keep seeing uh, conflicting information everywhere, and I haven't I haven't uh, just chose one and ran with it. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's obviously like I said that 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 value proposition of being able to take debit cards, the normalized. Well, and also, and I, I will point this out. I mean, ours is definitely going to be higher than just a regular digital payment because it's sure you know, the cashless ATM where if you have a customer standing there and they don't like the idea of having to do the roundup and the change back, they might just not do it, and then they'll pay with their cash, and you know that that's that's happened, right? So ours definitely has a higher ratio because it is um swiping right to the penny yeah yeah and and that's i mean it's that that trust and just regularity right this feels wow. like purchasing anything else um which is important and it obviously increases in the basket size um what do you guys as far as mjb obviously you guys are mj bizcon we're part of this event here on thursday what, what are you guys looking for at bizcon man well, what's the what's the main reason nature pays in in, in the city of sin you know i want to I've never been to MJ Biz, so this is going to be my first walk on the show floor. Obviously, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, the large scale, you know, um, version of some of the other cannabis conferences I've been to. Um, I want to see all the vendors, or at least the ones I've really got my eye on, maybe that I, you know, haven't been able to get in touch with over the last six months, nine months, um, as I've been on the phones. Um, so I really do want to just, you know, just see the people face to face and have those conversations. Um, it kind of helps with, um, you know, the fostering of the relationship throughout the year when you're able to see people face to face. So, 
super excited to, to do that. And then, um, you know, there's some really great cocktail parties and events that I got invited to. So I'm really looking forward to some of these um, events and, you know, private invites. And, and then um, actually uh, I do have meetings, you know, with people that I have fostered relationships with over the year that now we're ready to sit down and have those face-to-face -face meetings and, you know, create some moves forward. So um, that's great. And then of course, we're going to be co-sponsoring the event with, with Hush and, and, and those girls, I'm really excited to be part of it. Um, they're, you know, from their Chicago and, and uh, I'm a Columbia college alumni as well. So, um, there's a similar, you know, common ground there and super excited to be working with these gals. <clears throat> the event's going to be great. And, um, so yeah, just everything that's kind of, uh, culminating is, um, it's all here, so I'm super excited to be part of it. Here we yes, go. Weed, weed week is here, man. Weed week is here. So awesome. Well, Lauren, I really appreciate you hopping on here. For people out there that want more information, the website's naturepay.net. If you are at MJ BizCon, strongly recommend coming to the Hush, the Hush House after party on Thursday. Obviously, Nature Pay is going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing a live podcast at the event along with some other content coverage. Super stoked to get up out there, mingle with anyone. Anything else you want to plug real quick, Lauren, before I get you up out of here? Well, um, we're going to be, you know, kind of hosting some one-on-one -on -one meetings here at our Airbnb. So if anybody wants to, you know, get a, a personal invite, you could always DM me on our NaturePay IG, or if you know me personally, you can always uh, email me. And um, we'd love to host you guys over here. Um, hope to see you on the floor. And on behalf of our Nature Pay team, we're just really excited to be here. And thank you so much for having us. Mitch, this was really great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for hopping on here. This is the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis. I'm not sure what other shows are running this week, but as far as my shows, the only show we're running the rest of the week is going to be at hush house on thursday live so tune in thursday i'm not sure a time it's gonna be in the evening we usually don't run episodes at 9 p.m 10 p.m but we're gonna be doing something a little special this week um stay tuned for more content uh from around the map we are out